everybody. Welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm Connie Bowman. And Happy Healthy You is all about living a full life in mind, body, and spirit. And I am loving talking to people about health and wellness, spirituality, giving back, and of course, one of my favorite topics, following your bliss a la Joseph Campbell. And that's just what we're up to today. I have in the studio with me Rhonda Robinson. She's one of my favorite people. (laughs) We sing together and I've known her for, gosh, a long time. Hi, Rhonda. Hi. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. Great Um, to be here. Oh, it's so great to have you. I think you have a really interesting Follow Your Bliss story. We'll talk about where you started and then we'll get to where you are. But you, you went to Hopkins and you studied science. Chemical engineering. Chemical engineering. Chem- so you were in the sciences, and you became a rocket scientist. <laughs> Tell <laughs> yes, us about um, it. I uh, worked for about three and a half years after college uh, uh, for Department of Defense uh, as a process engineer making rocket propellant. Wow. And you have, I should say, you have some successful people in your family. Your sister's a judge, right? Yes. Right? So you guys must have been a little bit driven well, uh, all all during when I was growing up, we uh, did music and theater, and uh, so that was uh, a big part of my life before becoming a rocket scientist. Oh, it was so. Okay, so you you were exposed to the arts, yes. and then how did you decide to to go to school for for engineering, chemical engineering? Well, I I just never considered the arts as a profession. You know, mm-hmm. it's like what people on TV did. Right, right. And who put that little bug in your ear that it wasn't about, a practical thing to do? Just just wondering. Um, just kind of the way we would talk about people on TV like they were like, you know. Out there. Out, you know, they're out there. Than, they're, they're bigger than life and that you had to be discovered. And, you know, no one ever told me, oh, you should, you know, go pursue that. Yeah. So I thought, you know, I didn't have what it took because no one was telling me or, you know, no one was. Setting the example. You, the other thing is I, I think some, some people actually have an example where they can see right. that it's possible to be done. And So you were working for DOD. Uh-huh. And at what point did you say, I'm feeling this, like maybe, maybe there's something more? Well, while I was in college, I only did uh, one uh, show. I did uh, The Music Man. At Hopkins? At Hop- the Hopkins Barnstormers mm-hmm. is their uh, theatrical group. And by the way, that uh, starred our former lieutenant governor, um, Michael Steele. Really? Is uh, Professor Harold Hill. Oh. So uh, he's a multi-talent as well. Is he really? Yeah. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So um, after college and when I was working, my younger sister was still, my youngest sister was still in high school. And she was doing theater, and she had started doing community theater. And um, I started doing it with her, and we, you know, uh, auditioned for shows together, and uh, I got the bug again then. And at the same time, I also had a spiritual awakening and realized that uh, I didn't want my final thing about my life to be, oh, she built a better bomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I wanted to, you know, do something more peaceful to contribute to the planet. Was that a gradual awakening, would you say, or was that something that happened over time? I mean, probably somewhat quick when I, well, it was about, probably about two years I had been working there when I started having this, what I call my spiritual awakening. 
And and so that was it then that you went to New York and went to the American Academy of Dramatic Art and studied? Yes, I um, eventually resigned from my position and uh, my youngest, my uh, little sister was getting all the mail from the different colleges. <sighs> you know, she was at her you know, junior and senior year. And um, so one of the you know, one of the mailings was from the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I don't necessarily want to go back to college, but, you know, I want to, I would love to study uh, acting and, you know, musical theater. And um, so I was like, oh, this looks cool because it's, you know, it's all that. It's not all the other classes. That's interesting. So we were talking about you not having an maybe an older model, but really your sister was a model for what you could do. Your sister came came along and was looking at some of these things, and then through her, you were inspired to do this. That's pretty interesting. I, that's, so it's funny, Connie, because I never thought of, that way, <laughs> thought of it that way. That's pretty cool. So you never know where you're going to get this inspiration, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, when we were in high school and she was in elementary school, um, you know, we were in the plays and everything, but we were supposed to babysit her after school and um, so we would come home and pick her up and uh, take her back to school and she would sit in on all the rehearsals and by the end of the uh, run she would know all the lines and everything and she ended up becoming a, a award-winning theater director and program director at an art center in DC. Amazing. So was it scary for you to take that leap of faith when you went Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what what sustained you during that time when you were when you were taking um, that probably my spirituality just feeling that you know I was being led that I had this calling. Um there was one moment in particular um when I was you know still working as an engineer during the day and I was in the show there was a musical review to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Port Tobacco Players in mm-hmm. the Play to Maryland. And um, I was doing the song Side by Side from Company, you know, group number. And I just had this moment where I just felt this love going out from me to the audience, and I felt it coming back to me. Yeah. And it just, I was like, oh, I want to have this feeling again and again. Yeah, it's very... Um well, addictive in a good way, uh-huh. that love. I mean, I, I've felt that too, and that's what brings people back to theater, I think. I think. So, yeah, you, you mentioned you grew up in Indian Head, Maryland. I guess I should get to your bio. You, you were singing in church choirs and school musicals, and you studied piano and played the flute, right? Mm-hmm. And then you went on to study acting, voice, and dance at American Academy of Dramatic Arts in New York. How was that when you went to New York? Did you find that the... Because growing up in Maryland, it's a little bit different. New York has all the culture that you could expose yourself to. Was it different, and did it change your trajectory? Uh, well, it was great in that I got to see many, many plays and musicals um, as a you know fringe benefit of attending the school. We got like free tickets to a lot of things. You know, just to be doing uh, something that was really stretching me. I you know I'd never been in an acting class, it, but to like be in New York in an acting yeah, class. That's it. Like that's pretty. It's uh, where you want to be. You put was, yourself with the masters, and and it raises your game, right? Yeah, it was it was very challenging because um, I was really really shy as well, mm-hmm. so um, I had to really 
stretch myself that yeah. way. And I should say Rhonda is very soft-spoken and very sweet and v- sort of quiet. But when she gets on stage and in front of a mic, that's why I keep encouraging you to lean over to this mic a little more because <laughs> I know you, you're great on a mic. So so she just comes alive. So now you're performing jazz. Tell me about how you came to jazz performance because I know that's really your love. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was just at a point in my life where... I was going through some hardships. Um, I was doing some musical theater, but um, I was going through different things, and um, I reached out to some friends in a healing circle, and uh, one friend recommended, oh, I know this uh, woman who's doing this all-day vocal workshop in the next couple weeks. And I thought, oh, you know, it'd be great just to, to," you know, I was back here after American Academy of Dramatic Arts, Mm -hmm. and so she was just saying this was a great uh, vocal workshop. And it just happened uh, to be that the woman teaching it was Janet Lawson, uh, a Baltimore-born, Grammy-nominated jazz vocalist. Uh, she was nominated in 1981, but she lost that year to Ella Fitzgerald. Well, not too shabby, right? <laughs> not too shabby, yeah. <laughs> so I studied with her for a couple years, and um, you know, just... It's one of those things where it came and got me. It mm-hmm. found me. <laughs> I wasn't really seeking it. I didn't even really like jazz. I don't know, that. Rhonda. I have you heard the expression "Don't die with your music in you"? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I um, interviewed uh, one of the one of my podcasts, maybe several weeks back. The author of the book "Die Empty," and he talks about not getting too comfortable in life because it's at those times when we are just feeling, you know, we may be going through a little mini crisis or just things are not going perfectly that we are most open. And here you were, somebody suggested something and you said yes to it. So you were open, you were ready, and you were just keeping yourself sort of not not getting not getting too comfortable. And I think that's the key, don't you think, to creative souls evolving? Yeah, well, you definitely have to stay open to, you know, listening to that inner urge. Yeah. Um, there's just so many distractions in the outside world where we can kind of miss that inner message, that inner urge. Yeah. So you've performed with lots of different groups. You performed at Carnegie Hall, right? With the uh, Peabody Hopkins Chorus. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you've been around, but then you decided you were going to go off on your own and do this, do this jazz thing on your own. So, like when it started, how how was it in the beginning when you started trying to get gigs and building your repertoire? And well, a year or so after my mother passed away. Um, I just had this urge to, um, I, I found a piano, a pianist to work with, and we worked on different, you know, standards, jazz standards. And this was maybe about three or four years after I had kind of finished studying with Janet Lawson. Um, so there was a little bit of a, you know, lag time in there. And, um, but for, I think maybe my mother's passing, uh, was kind of a catalyst. Push another catalyst, yeah. To and why do you um, think that was? Oh, I, th- I think any major life passage like that uh, makes you, you know, re reexamine you know, your goals and you know what you want to accomplish before you know it's all said and done. Wow, 
You're right. I agree. And that's, um, I think, the key is just kind of saying, okay, this has happened. What is it here to teach me, maybe? Or just, you know, what, what do I want to do? You know, what, what have I not done that I need to do? Yeah. So tell us about those first gigs. <laughs> well, the very first one, a friend of mine uh, told me to get, you know, who the contact person was for um, the Charles Village Festival, uh, which is my neighborhood in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And um, I contacted the guy, and um, he said, okay. <laughs> And it was just that uh, I felt there's like a definite, you know, I had a definite uh, drive to to get gigs. And then um, the next one, I, uh, you know, made up a little bio and submitted it to the called Zamin Bean Cafe. Zamin Bean. Yeah, <laughs> that's in, funny. Uh, Fells Point, and um, I I got that. Um, and then uh, it's just. Once you get a couple gigs, it's kind of you get in the in the swing, right? I know that's how it was with my acting acting career. I kind of like once I got a few under my belt, it was it was sort of like a it just kind of yeah, picked up momentum. Yeah, yeah. So now you're gigging all over the place, and you have your companion Charlie, who is your uh, guitarist and your arranger, and you play the flute and you sing all over the uh, Baltimore, Washington area. Really, I mean, you're you name it, you're there, and you have a new CD. Yes, I do. How exciting! It's very exciting, and just <laughs> in time for the holidays. It's a Christmas CD. Tell us how how that came about. For the past five years, Charlie Sigler and I have been performing. Uh, holiday jazz brunches uh, every December in the uh, at Station North Arts Cafe in the uh, Station North Arts and Entertainment District. And um, over the years, we've specifically, Charlie has developed these arrangements of different uh, holiday tunes. And, you know, we have a lot of fun with it and get a good response. And it's it's just a little different from your classic Christmas. And, and I should say, Rhonda and I sing uh, Christmas carols together every year for the past 10 years more oh, uh, yeah. maybe a little more <laughs> and um, but it's a cappella and we sing a lot of the classical tunes there's not a whole lot of jazz in there well actually I think some of the jazzy ones that we do are a little more difficult than yeah than, maybe uh, the kind of arrangements I did for this but yeah. it, was, it was really great for um, this CD to uh, to sing the melody and to sing it in a lovely alto range yes yes <laughs> Where you belong, right? As opposed to, <laughs> and yeah. to, you know, be a little looser with it. And uh, Charlie is a very unique uh, musician and arranger, and he's, you know, he's come up with some things that no, no, yeah, you know, I've never heard arrangements like these before. Yeah, yeah, they're very cool. So, Jingle Bells is the opening song. It's and it's called Digital Jingle Bells. Tell us about Digital Jingle Bells. Because it's, it's different than any Jingle Bells I've ever heard. <laughs> I really like it because Charlie uh, plays this pattern that's, uh, I think it really mirrors like more of the modern age, but then yet the lyrics are the same, pretty much the same lyrics. So, you know, the song makes you think of, you know, the 19th century and riding in a sleigh, mm-hmm. but the, um, the accompaniment makes you think more of... Uh, 
you know, riding in your car in traffic and trying to get to the mall. And Yeah, um, because you say we are literally dashing through the snow in our multi-horse-powered cars <laughs> on your album notes. So enjoy a little digital jingle bells. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh O'er the fields we go Laughing all the way Bells on bobtail ring Making spirits bright What fun it is To ride and sing a sleighing song tonight Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells Jingle all the way Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh This is one of my all-time favorite songs. We sing this in our acapella group, but but you do it differently and beautifully. Mary, did you know? Tell me about the decision to put that song on this album. Well, um, it's a song I discovered in our caroling group. I hadn't really heard it before, and I did a little research on it and you know found it. It was uh, written in I think the eighties. And it's just beautiful. So beautiful. And um, I really connected with the emotions of the song. I know that the song is about the Virgin Mary, but I think it really captures what all mothers probably go through when they, you know, see their baby and and they wonder what will this child grow up to be and do. And, um, you know, it's this great, exciting mystery. And, you know, Mary, uh, even though she you know, was told, you know, how special her child was and knew how special her child was, you know, she probably had the same kind of thing of wondering what exactly her baby Jesus would do. Yeah, yeah, and it reminds us of the sacred in everything, because I know new mothers nowadays in this world, we don't think about the sacredness a lot of the time because we're so caught up in just keeping up with everything that we have to do. So I just love that song. It's, it's beautiful. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters. Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you deliver will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to the blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would calm a storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy... This last song is a classic. It's been around for a long time, right? I Wander As I Wander. Tell us about that. Um, I Wander As I Wander, I've always thought it was just such a beautiful song. And um, I'd... Uh, only mostly heard it as you know more of a slower ballad kind of piece, but um, Charlie uh, takes this one 
and he makes it in kind of kind of into a flamenco inspired uh, up tempo song and I thought uh, that just brings a whole new life to it and um, it makes me think of you know like gypsies you know wandering through ancient Europe it just gives a whole new flavor to it and uh, when we actually do it in performance I actually do a little uh, flamenco with it, a little stomping and clapping because uh, I took some flamenco classes I wonder as I wander out under the sky How Jesus the Savior did come for to die For poor ornery people like you and like I I wonder as I wander out under the sky in a cow stall with wise men and farmers and shepherds and all but high from God's heaven a star's light did fall and the promise of ages well that's worth going out to see Rhonda do that <laughs> flamenco I guarantee you when you see Rhonda perform you will be very surprised she's just a sweet quiet girl but then she gets up on stage and you never know what's going to happen. She may be doing the flamenco. So if somebody's interested in buying your new CD, Rhonda, where can where can they find it? Uh, it's on cdbaby.com, uh, iTunes, Amazon. And also um, they can get it directly from me at my shows. The uh, CD release shows are December 15th, Sunday the 15th, and December 22nd at Station North. Arts Cafe, their brunch shows at 11 and 1, 11 a.m. and 1 p.m., and then an evening show at uh, a new place uh, called Nancy by Snack, and that's at uh, 131 West North Avenue. Um, those, the, that show is Saturday, December 21st at uh, 7 and 9 p.m., and to get information about all of these shows, um, you can just go to stationnorthearts.com. Or call 410-625-6440. Thank you. You have a lot going on, and you are just so calm. What do you do to stay happy and healthy and calm? You must meditate. I do meditate. and uh, It's been a great thing in my life. In fact, it was a couple months after I started meditating that I first met Charlie. <laughs> so I think when you meditate, you know, more things come into your life, more good things. Well, don't you believe, this is what I believe, and I'm not saying that I'm very good at meditating. It's still a journey for me. But I think when you put yourself on a certain vibratory level, level, you attract like-minded souls mm -hmm. to you. And so that's why I should meditate more. Although I attracted you, so I can't <laughs> be doing that bad, right? Thank you so much. I'm, I'm, I think we should pick one song to go out with. And we won't play the whole thing because they can't have it. They have to buy it. Because <laughs> uh, I'm all about supporting the arts. So what song should we go out with? Uh, first of all, I just want to, um, I, I forgot to mention my website, oh. uh, rondarobinsonmusic.com. Okay. You can also find out more about performances there. Yes, because that goes on, you, your performances go on way, way longer after the holidays. So, okay, so what's the song? What do you think about Winter Wonderland? 
Sure. That's a great song. Okay, that'll get us in the holiday spirit. So everybody go to Rhonda's website. Check her out. If you're in the D.C., Baltimore area, give her a call, and she, she will not disappoint. So happy holidays, Rhonda. Thanks, Connie. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. Gone away is the bluebird. Here to stay is a new bird. He sings a love song as we go along. Walking in a winter wonderland. In the meadow we can build a snowman And pretend that he is Parson Brown He'll say, are you married? We'll say, no man But you can do the job when you're in town Later on, we'll conspire As we dream by the fire To face unafraid the plans that we've made Walking in a winter wonderland Ain't it thrilling? Though we're 